podcast where we smoke and talk about killers caspers and cryptids my name's lady cuckdenberg and my name's lick namak welcome to episode one of this podcast uh killer kush so i guess we can just like kind of talk about it this is a true crime podcast well um, true crime and and all, you know paranor- spooky paranormal spooky this is spooky cast Spookies, yeah it's a spooky cast yeah and some some um some my goodness, the dog That's is digging dog for buried treasure. Let me grab him very yeah, fast. Um, this is gonna happen frequently, so I want you to get used to it now. Yeah, my name is Katie. Um, I'm not gonna reveal too much about myself, uh, but <laughs> over time you'll learn. And <laughs> that was the most cryptic thing. You made it sound weird in that moment. I'm sorry. Let me start over. I'm not sure how much information I should reveal to the internet. I know, I know we're keeping this. Keep for all. I know. I'm My sorry. name is Nick Lamont. Um, I'm. I. We just graduated okay. college. Uh, yeah. We're figuring out the adult world, and this is simply a way for us to. Uh, do a podcast that we we love podcasts yeah and we we were roommates for two years and i just you know like we just moved out we've known each other for yeah. so long we've known each other for so long and we were like okay well we have to we've been talking about making a podcast so like why for not years. just do it and everyone's doing it so i was like okay well i mean okay we got a little carried away again um yeah so but the whole point is we are starting this this podcast and also so the here's the thing here's the situation um, we recorded this yesterday on the 4th of July. Um, today's the 5th of July. We listened yeah. back to our intro before, and it was rough. And then we, uh, listened to the audio. <laughs> oh, and it was also rough. It was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but, like, my mic was humming, y'all, and I don't know if it was from the AC unit, I don't know if it was from, like, the perpetual fireworks in the background. Yeah, but if it was, it was just singing a tune. Yeah, it was, it was, it wanted to be our third yeah mm. a yeah <laughs> um, yeah. but we just wanted to uh step in before the actual podcast Ellie happened. was licking my toes right now as he should be yeah <laughs> so really sorry about that we were nervous yesterday yeah um, but we are we're we're katie and nick or lady and lick lady and lick um we'll <laughs> we'll explain that next episode this one already turns into a little bit of a long one um, I think that you'll still hear our little intro from yesterday. I'll leave that in just so they can hear our nervousness. The the where we where we start talking about. The oh yeah, yeah. Why not? Not our intro where we literally couldn't say "Welcome to Killer Kush" together. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. still really couldn't get it, but. Well, and you know, okay. So another thing that we didn't really explain is we really want to like kind of after we introduce what episode number it is, just do a little "What's your vibe." And that is just your current state of being and the reason why. Yeah, so we just, you know, in. we're just checking in with each other. A check in. Yeah. Because we don't see each other as often and anymore. So it's if, nice to have that moment. If you're listening, you should check in with us too. What's your vibe, yeah. listeners? Or better yet, ask us what our vibe is. <laughs> yeah, find us. Actually, we haven't made social media yet. So yeah, maybe so find, find us find next us. week. Find, find us. us. <laughs> <laughs> find, find us, us please <laughs> anyway y'all uh, uh yeah so welcome to this bonkers goofy quirky yeah we're just in such a silly goofy mood yeah and we just really wanted to share it with all of you yeah and yeah. if you want to smoke some <laughs> with us <laughs> with us uh 
go ahead and um we'll we'll give you the break for it um yeah like about now or about now so we're back again another side note in elementary school i got (laughs) what (laughs) i got in for needs improvement on my reading oh out loud scores oh cool yeah, so I can't, I'm not a good read out louder. I always got an E, which meant that my teacher would buy us Panda Express, which I uh, now realize well, is pretty generous, because, like, they Panda's only get paid, like, five too. bucks. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, like, like, their day's wage. Yeah, seriously. In Panda Express. And it was, like, me and three other kids, and I'd always be mm-hmm. like, I love so, Yeah, so here's the thing, I always got, I got E's in everything else. Oh, but it's it, just reading out loud. But the only thing, I cried about it multiple times. Was, I couldn't read oh. that many words in a minute. Like, I struggled with it, and then I started getting into acting, because I was like, let me prove these bitches wrong and now you have and now i'm a dancer podcast. and i have a podcast yeah you do um, kind of say weird things maybe they were just judging you more like because you you're like pello poo, 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 poo. yeah my <laughs> iowa accent my iowa accent anyway so you're gonna hear me struggle to read because i have to get back in the habit of uh reading out loud so during this podcast, these next uh, few I minutes can't with read. Us, just know that I may I, have I just gotten my degree in the mail. Two weeks but having my boyfriend feed illiterate. this information to me. <laughs> we practiced memorization. I'm I saw words on so the page. Hard. I'm but trying really. so hard. Um. Anyway, love you guys. Sorry for interrupting so much uh, in the very beginning. This is a shit show. Maybe next week it'll be less of a shit show. Or it won't. Either way, tune in. We'll kick you back. Nick, what's your vibe? I don't know. Today's 4th of July, which is a bullshit American holiday. Yeah. 4th of July is definitely like, maybe we should not celebrate this. And everything's closed. I'm like, what if I wanted to do regular things? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I walked into work this morning and um, one of my coworkers was like, what are your plans for the night? And I was like, I don't have any really. Like, it's it's not a major holiday. And she was like, I'm going to go get drunk. I'm going to go hang out with my family. And I was like, oh, you guys are celebrating. Like, it's weird that people celebrate the 4th. The 4th of July and New Year's have always been my least two favorite holiday, my two least favorite holidays, um, just because, like, the weird social pressure to, like, go get drunk somewhere Mm. and, like, to go hang out with friends. I'm always like, what if I, well, first off, I think 4th of July is bullshit and it's really hot outside. So I'm like, I don't want to go outside. Like, what am I supposed to do? Go somewhere? Yeah. And then (laughs) during New Year's living in ambiguous midwestern city chicago Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) um but living in chicago it's so cold and i also don't want to go outside and get drunk then either like what so i can pay 50 dollars for an uber to get back to my apartment yeah ubers are so expensive right now my least favorite holiday is easter easter bro why is it a holiday does that even count if you're not religious well i thought we were supposed to separate church and state but yeah but then the u.s government doesn't believe in that no yeah so so really going anyway, in on what's it. Nice your to vibe, Katie? What's your vibe, Katie? <laughs> um, my vibe is excited. I'm excited to do this podcast. I'm excited to see where it goes. Me and too. I'm excited to hear about, you know, what we're doing today. Should we like talk about what our idea is? Well, let's talk about just the podcast first. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. So the podcast, we're gonna talk about a new thing every single week. Um, ranging from like serial killers to like aliens just like the macabre and conspiracy theories we're gonna do a conspiracy theory yeah once a month we want to bring a friend in to talk about some cool conspiracy theories yeah and so it's like a hot take like we're we're each gonna choose a side of the theory yeah to argue for 
which is, I mean, I think that that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I like when people argue. Me too. It gives me like a strange sense. You're Gemini of, ass. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I like when people argue. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be fun, and it's gonna be short, like episodes short, digestible. Yeah. yeah. We want we, we want a party with you guys. We, just, yeah. we don't want it to be boring. Yeah. So every podcast we're gonna you know come in. We're gonna introduce a little bit of a serial killer cryptid. Then boss. We're gonna the wall. smoke some. And yeah, and then balls to the wall. Balls to the yeah, wall. Putting Go for our balls it. on the wall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you know what time it is. The Snapchat was just <laughs> our friends and their dog in a bathtub. <laughs> so sad. Fourth of July, traumatizing. Oh. For even our four-legged friends. Oh. Yeah, bro. My, my dog Dante. <laughs> oh God, not Dante's. <laughs> for about the it. viewers, Dante's a three-legged demon. Yeah, but he was really scared of lightning, so he had a lightning vest. <laughs> it was really cute. Was. Oh my they're, gosh! And I just longer. got a cat, and I don't actually know how she's gonna react to, like thunder. What's and, her like, name again? Um, Winona. Winona. Isn't it a very cute name? That's so cute. I sort of wanted to get a kitten so I could name it like Tupperware. Like I think Tupperware, yeah, Tupperware is a really is a cute, cute name. There's a dog on the block named Tupperware. Um, oh. Find him at Instagram at like Tupperware the dog oh, or something. Yeah. Go or watch like, Tupperware's stuff. Or like spoon or like cinnamon roll. Like I don't know yeah. something fun. I think spoon you know? would be spork. Spork. Forky. Did you Forky, watch? Did you watch Toy one. Story? Yeah, remember when they made that spin off of Forky? Oh yeah, the Forky. <laughs> the Forky <laughs> I never shorts. Watched it. I watched I never every watched single it. one, dude. They're so good. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like he learns lessons. Anyways, um, I love that. Yeah. Honestly, teaching our kids good things. No, um, it's perfect. Hi guys. We're back. So, uh, this week, <laughs> this week, uh, I'm talking about James Clint. Do you know who that is, Katie? Not at all. So, I'm OG from Davenport, Iowa, and he's a QC killer. Oh. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> I knew the story growing up, and I, Wait, like... so tell us what the QC is, real quick. Yeah. So, the QC is the Quad Cities. It splits Iowa and Illinois. Technically, there's five cities because it's... Davenport, Bettendorf on the Iowa side, then the Mississippi on the Illinois side, it's Rock Island, Moline, and then they count East Moline as a different city. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm straight up from Colorado, so all of these words mean nothing except for Des Moines. Like, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. The only, but Well, that, Davenport's so like, like the third biggest city in Iowa, though. So what's so the second biggest city? Like, I can't even Iowa tell city. you. Iowa <laughs> City. That makes sense, right? It does. It does make yeah. sense. That's where, like, University yeah. of Iowa is. Was Iowa one of those places where it was, like, originally, like, a working class? Like, did they have any, like, what does Iowa... Because I know Rockford, wasn't that oil or something like that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, all I know about yeah. Iowa... I Like, I literally grew up in the city. All I know about Iowa is that Big Spiderbeck, a trumpet dude, like, famous jazz trumpet, is from there. Ashton Kutcher's oh. from Iowa. Oh, Ashton um, Kutcher is sexy. Period. Easy. Except yeah. for he's recently gotten to some problematic things, but we oh. won't talk about that right now. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> there are more pigs than people in Iowa. Yeah. So there's that hot goss. Also, James Clint, killer, renowned killer, is from Iowa. Okay. Yeah, so basically, growing up, James Clint, all I knew about him was that he was a chiropractor. I thought he electrocuted his wife and then, like, killed her. And we used to drive past his house because there was a restaurant that we would go to. And I would always be like, Mom, can we go the, like, the way to see the house? Because it's a beautiful house. Like, and, yeah. It's like a gorgeous house in Davenport. It's so, like it's renowned. Like yeah. everybody in the QC knows like when you drive past, new people live there because this happened a while ago. And you're like, 
the horrors oh. that happen in the house. Oh, so they live in his house. Yeah, people live in his house now. Oh my and God. it's like the side of it is literally like a pillar from a castle. Like it's like a gorgeous house. Cool. But I like didn't know much about it growing up and then I was like what to do for my very first one and I was like pay homage to Iowa with James Clinton actually like learn. Yeah. And do it. What happened? So here we are. Speaking of the QC, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Quad City Times, the major newspaper there. They like covered, covered this case. When I say covered, I mean covered, like front, back, forward, sides. Like damn, do you like, think it's because like not a lot happened? So, so they yeah, were they like, we gotta. Were, like, we're on it. Bro. This is like, like the finally, biggest thing. Finally. Like sharp objects type. Beat. Yeah, they probably had to hire like a second journalist or something to help cover. It. Yeah, no, literally. Anyway, so yeah, and also editions are like some other smaller newspapers, like the Dispatch Argus. Shout out to them. That's on the Illinois side, um, and then some like other places in Iowa because the case ends up like trailing through Iowa. But yeah, shout out to QC Times because like it literally saved my life when it came to this because it's like not known. So they were like my only resource. Yeah. Shout out to them. So this all begins starting with 1982. James, also known as Jim, I flip throughout James and Jim, or I call him Clint most of the time, and his wife, Joyce, see an attorney about a divorce. And that's all you really know about them is that they've been married for a little bit and they're looking to get a divorce. Like it's how just old not are they? working out. Do you know how old they um, are? They would be 34 at okay. this point okay. and so like they have a kid together they're 34 he's a chiropractor his dad was a chiropractor so he's like taking over so the it's family like a family trade. business he's yeah. kind of like wealthy so it's maybe. you know just like i mean what the fuck else is there due to in iowa like he's having a midlife crisis right now so is she you know like yeah typical iowan at 34 yeah um bump forward a year and this is when the action starts in 1983 i'm starting on march 13th Joyce Clint didn't know that her husband had decided to proceed with the divorce until she found papers in his office. Oh my god. Um, so she was just snooping one day and found some papers. She decided to get her own attorney borrowing money from the neighbors Don and Marianne Roth. So she went over to the neighbors and was like, hey y'all, can I please get like a check? Like I, I'm in a bad situation and I need money right now. She then, on March 17th, so only four days later, uh, she secretly records a 45 minute conversation with her husband along with several items she gave the tapes to don and mary and roth for safekeeping among angry words the tape includes mentions of clint's drug dealings accusations of income skimming talk of a girlfriend from clint and how the property and custody would be divided towards the end of the conversation a certain exchange takes place and i'm going to talk through this exchange in just one second but so basically she was having a talk with her husband like confronting him yeah. And he started like yelling at her and was saying that she couldn't afford an attorney, blah, blah, blah. And she accused him of dealing drugs from his practice. Oh. Um, to like make money. You're he also like me. talked about a girlfriend who later has a quote. She's an actual character. Um, so he, he actually also, had a girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, it's some tea. Ooh. And that, so I couldn't find any more details about accusations of income skimming though. Which I'm just curious about because it's like a family business. So like, is he stealing from his sister, the receptionist? Like, how is he skimming well, money from? Do you think from... that they had a shared joint like bank account, like him and his wife, and she maybe thinks that like he had a separate bank account that he oh, was like putting it in? That's totally what that means. The whole time I was right. like, how is he bamboozling the business? 
No, no, no. Wow. But yeah. Okay, I'm stupid. Well, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Imagine, okay, what I'm thinking about all of this is cell phones make it so much easier to snoop and just know this immediately. Yeah, literally. You know and what I mean? Because, like, like, she had to go and read, like, notes and, like, make up hypotheses. tape record. It was 1983. Oh, yeah. She had to tape yeah. record. Because, like, gave... bitches got away with murder, you yeah. know, in, like, the 50s. Literally. Easy. And, I mean, like, yeah. she is so smart. Like, honestly, sad she's dead. She is so smart. <gasps> she literally had this tape. Oh, my God. Wait, she dies? It... I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, she she gave this tape to the neighbors because she was like, I don't trust him. You know, like she knew. She was yeah. like, fuck him. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Okay, wow. Okay, so she recorded the conversation. Um, Katie, you did not know this was going to happen. We're going to reenact. Um, anything that's highlighted on the screen that's in front of us, you're going to read. Okay. For the audience, Katie did not know this was happening. <laughs> it's okay, I'm let's, an actor. Let's do this. Um, so I will be playing the character Jim, and Katie will be playing the character Joyce. Okay. Why? Was I lying to you? And trying to kill me, stuffing my head down the bed, and... I was trying to kill you, you... Pulled my head down. I was trying to show you how much I didn't want to get a lawyer. Oh, you hurt me. You had my head down in the covers and told me you were gonna cut me up in little pieces and I was going to die. Yeah, that's dramatics. Anyway, I can hardly wait to see the file for you. What you get, you're gonna get less than this. You're gonna get less than what I give you. And then later on, in the Ditchbatch Argus, uh, Clint said that during the argument, Joy started to threaten. And later on, further down the story, we get into more details about what he starts to claim. But just like that conversation. Yo, so was she recording it to be like, look, that's like, what he she said recorded. this to me. Like, yeah. he said this to me. Which I'm like, how many times did that happen before for her to be like, he's gonna say it again? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's smart of her. That's smart. Go, Joyce. Anyway, so the next day, very sadly, uh, Joyce Clint, 36 years old, is missing. The next day? The next day. Oh, you're joking. The next day. Friends and family members, including the Roths, the next-door neighbors, launched a frantic search for her. Her car is found at the Moline Holiday Inn. Shout out to Holiday Inn, like bad publicity, but oh no, we can't <laughs> shout think, out to oh we can't say oh, that. Oh, wow, beep. They have a baller uh, mini golf course inside that. Oh pitch, seriously? Though. Yeah. Oh um, my god, I actually love. Can we go like go in the dark mini golfing? Yeah, I'll soon? bring you back sometime. Like I would love that yeah. so much. But the Roths then hand over the tape to the police that day. They're like, "Hey, you're at their house. That's that's oh weird. God. Here's these tapes. Please, please look at them." Which then the police listened to it, and on March 30th, the police launched... March um, 30th, 12 days later? 12 days later. First of all, in action. What else did they have to be doing in oh Iowa? Oh my god. In action. 12 days later, the police searched Jim Clint's motorhome. Because, you know, like, he's rich, he has a motorhome on the side. Yeah. And he kind of is promiscuous with this motorhome later on, like... We'll get into it, but, like, it's, like, a weird double life for oh, him. Oh, so it's, like, a motorhome that's on the... On the side, like, like it just attaches it to his, like, an it's RV? like an RV. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, they search his motorhome, which, in the motorhome, they find, like, drug paraphernalia. Like, he was an addict. What sort of drugs? I'm pretty sure it's, like, they get him on, we'll see it later, but I'm pretty sure it's possession and, like, possibility to sell, but it's on paraphernalia, too. So, they found, like, a crack pipe. Oh. Like, just, like, stuff to be, like, Big, oh. like, Breaking Bad type. Like, the fact that it's an RV, too. Yeah, it is you know? an RV, yeah. <laughs> Big freaking bad energy. Yeah, wow. Okay. Jim. Wow. Jimmy boy. Except for I do not like this man. I don't yeah, think actually, he's cool. Him. Yeah, he seems like a little... Well, I don't... I don't... Yeah. I think he feels yeah. he's, like, power hungry. That's... Because he's trying... At least, like, in his dad's shadow. 
That is so gross to me. Though. Anyway, so I just want to give a gruesome trigger warning coming up because we're about to hear more about Joyce's death. So just fair warning to everybody, you might want to skip forward a little bit if you're not okay with gruesome stuff. April 16th, so like a half a month later from when his motorhome was searched, parts of a body are found in the Mississippi River, which splits the QC, by two East Moline fishermen at 9.15 a.m., just inside the western limits of Bettendorf. An unclothed lower torso is first found, then a stomach and intestines are discovered five hours later. Police say it could be one of two women reported missing. One of the two women is then found alive, which only leaves Joyce Clint to be the other. The torso, officials determined, was cut by a chainsaw three and a half inches above the navel. Both legs were severed, one seven inches from the pubic bone, one three and a fourth inches down. A 19-inch cut along the back, four and a half inches deep, cut through the backbone. Yo, my ADHD, when numbers come up, my brain is literally like, Yeah, so just picture, like, they literally were, like, cut off every limb of body. Okay, so like throw in Mississippi, okay. let the so, fishies eat it. Wait, they did they find just like the actual body parts like cut into little pieces? So we come to find more and more body parts. Severed they start to parts. wash up. And it wasn't just like like it was like the like it would be a finger, not just like a skeleton. Like well, so the things they off. found were the torso, then intestines, <laughs> and then both legs. And they slowly find more. They n- have never found her, although there are still pieces of her missing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, the next day, uh, police searched the Clintons' home where they retrieve a chainsaw and strands of hair. The search in the river uh, continues and yields additional body parts. So, like, they go and they they're just like, keep going in the river hey, and dude, finding her body. Cut. They started to sweep it. Oh my god. Yeah, which I mean, kind of happens frequently. Like, it's the Mississippi. Imagine river. if they it's had nasty. been proactive about it and not waited twelve days 12 though. Like. Days. No wonder parts of her were never found. Like twelve days. They're that they wasted twelve days. Yeah, literally. Damn. So basically, they go in and they're like, "Hey, dude, we need your chainsaw, and also we need hair for DNA testing," which is like this is before actual DNA testing can happen. Or so I talk about the technology a little bit later. But it's like interesting what they did. It's kind of smart. On May tenth, um, so almost a month later, Clint then, after multiple requests, gets his chainsaw back but without the chain and blades after he requests it being returned. Like, yells at the police, like, I need my chainsaw back, I need my chainsaw back, I need my chainsaw back. And they're like, yo, dude, no. And he's like, give me my chainsaw back, you're stealing from me. And literally, it was just, he was like trying to hide evidence that the police already had. So they were like, fuck you, you can have it, but we're keeping the things that are important. Like, we need the chain. Well, why... No, why couldn't they just say no? Like, isn't that evidence? Like, can't they keep this is like evidence? This 1983, and this is a white man. Yeah, and he's rich. Literally, ACAB. I'm he's sorry. Like a ACAB. Fa- ACAB. Yeah. ACAB. Um, he, but he's like a family doc, like a town doctor, you know? Like, he's yeah. everybody's chiropractor. Yeah, true. But, like, that's just so suspicious. Like, yeah. why do you... what? Why do you need your chainsaw? Yeah. Like, if you're rich, buy another chainsaw. Like, the police are using home. that one. He had a motorhome. Like, he could afford a chainsaw. Yeah. Anyway, so that happened on May 10th. Uh, on June 29th, authorities report the blood type of the torso being A, matches Joyce Clint's blood type. So now they're like, okay, we're pretty sure this is Joyce. We kind of knew when she was the only one missing, now with the blood type, like, okay, we're almost there. But they were still, like, worried the whole time about, like, being able to prove it was her because they couldn't arrest Jim yet. They yeah. couldn't really do anything to him. On October 21st, after being detained for uh, the drug paraphernalia, 
that they found. He, he pled guilty to two charges, the drug paraphernalia charge and then possession charge. He pled okay. guilty because he was like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. I'm guilty you of that. You got me on that. Yeah. And then he was just fined $300. Oh, you're and fucking given, joking yeah, me. Given, which, no. Which, like, he was in jail from October to December, like, detained for that. And they were, like, trying to find evidence as quickly as they can to put Joyce on him, too. But they couldn't find enough. So, basically... But they found her body in a river, chopped into bits, and there's a voice recording. She's missing. Yeah. So, that's not enough evidence? I'm going to chop you into bits, yeah. Um, You're joking me. So, anyway, on December 15th, 1983, Clint is fined $300 and given a suspended jail sentence. So, he doesn't have to serve any time for... Which, like, good possession of marijuana shouldn't have a jail sentence. Yeah. Flip forward to 1984. February 16th, the first official confirmation that the torso found in the river is that of Joyce Clint's. The test comes from a Dallas forensic lab, which used genetic markers, the precursors to DNA evidence, using blood samples from her son, husband, and parents. Prosecutor Bill Davis said, I am certain that the torso is Joyce Clint, and I am confident that we can prove it's Joyce Clint. Very, very, very confident. You know, like... Thank you. He's like... Oh. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're confident too, Katie. I love you. Thank you. But he's like, yeah, it's her, which is like really cool because we didn't have DNA testing. So basically, when they got her yeah. blood, they matched the composition with all of her family. Oh, you're joking? Yeah, That's to so like cool. see how much it resembled it. Yeah. Which is wow. like cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Before they had the technology, they were at least trying, which also thank you, Dallas Texas Forensic Lab. Otherwise, this case would have never gone anywhere because the police here clearly weren't doing anything. Like, Yeah. Anyway, so the next day, Jim Clint files a claim on his wife's life insurance policy saying she's dead because it came back saying the prosecutor was like, I'm certain that it was her. He yeah. then tries to get money out of it. Scumbag. Really? Scumbag. He filed an insurance policy on her life, her life insurance. He was cashing out. Anyway, March 28th, uh, Clint's arrested at 4 p.m. in his office, reportedly saying, Hi there. When officers arrive, he is led from the clinic on the first floor of his parents' home in his blue lab coat. So he's literally just removed from the practice. Are his parents still alive during all of this? Yeah. Come to find out, like, he, he takes care of them for a while. You'll, you'll see. April 15th, Jim and Joyce Clint's mothers are awarded joint custody of Bart, the son. And he goes to live with his paternal grandparents. So he goes to live with James Clint's parents. Bart. 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 Like, Bart. This of the Simpson kind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, April 26th, authorities question whether the torso will yield enough clues for identification. So even with all of this, technically in law, it still wasn't proven that it was Joyce's body. They arrested him being like, we need to compile more evidence. You're joking. Yeah, they were worried about it not coming back in their favor. May 3rd, Clint writes a letter to an attorney saying that Joyce is alive and three people have seen her. So he makes like a wild accusation. Just a wild accusation because he's trying, he's in jail now and he's trying to get out. He's like, literally, okay, have you seen Search Party yet? No, I need to watch it still. Okay. Our Chromecast is coming today reminds me of it in some ways like this is very what if they're the only other person that's covered the story literally (laughs) yeah they're like (laughs) yeah okay so from may 3rd is when that letter was written between then obviously the qc publicity went blah blah crazy it was like yo this dude chopped up his wife (laughs) threw her in the river like it wasn't proven but the media was like he fucking did yeah like he like huh yeah so on august 7th his trial literally has to get moved because of pre-trial publicity like it could no longer take place in the QC 
due to how public it was. They couldn't find any jurors that weren't biased against it. Damn, that's kind of cool. On August 13th, they move the trial, and the first trial begins in Keokuk, Iowa. And that's like two hours away from Davenport. It's towards the middle of the state. It's towards Des Moines. And then this, this is a random, I stumbled across it. Thank you, QC Times. It literally was a photocopy of a 1984 newspaper. Amen. I know, right? Wow. So here's a little article. Clint's girlfriend... Terry. Clint's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. Let's start there. Clint's girlfriend. Clint's girlfriend, Terry Coon, said that on the day of what she later found out was the murder, Jim was in a happy mood. He invited her to a lunch in his motorhome and revealed that him and Joyce were divorcing. Terry said, I grabbed him and hugged him. I thought it was wonderful. So much so that the couple moved the motorhome to the parking lot of North Park Mall and made love. Terry said that she still <laughs> loves Jim and she would do anything for him except to lie. Can we? That is, we we moved our motorhome to a to parking lot. To the mall. When I worked <laughs> the mall at an ice cream lot. shop in this mall throughout high school, I supervised an ice cream shop in this mall. They had sex in the parking lot. In they, a and she's like, home. I was so happy him and his wife were divorcing. <laughs> oh. so funny. I just grabbed him, then I hugged him. In another article that I found, the main detective on the case speculated that they moved the motorhome and had sex in North Park Mall. Um, because there was evidence to prove that the sexual intercourse happened in the house, not in the motor van, since it was never decided in court, there's no hard fact. Like, since it was never decided, there's no definitive proof, but the main detective on the case was like, due to whatever his reasons were, we are led to believe that they had sex in the house. So she was, like, lying when she said that? Yeah. Well, that's funny, I never thought And then she was like, I would never lie. Like... We had sex in the motorhome for real. Like, do you think she was sort of fabricating that personality? Like, yeah. Well, that seems like, like knowing that that they probably had sex in the house. Like, she was probably being like, like she was probably fabricating. Yeah, I really want to know how much of Terry's influence had on this. Like, there's no articles about it. I want to know Terry's influence on uh, Joyce being killed. Yeah. As the girlfriend, you know, like the miss, the mistress. Yeah, I want to know more about like their marriage and what receipts. She yeah, like, I want to know what led to the divorce. Yeah. Which then, incur- like, led to this. Yeah. Anyway, September 4th, back to the deciding of Clint's fate. So the trial's still going on in Keokuk. After they finished, they were like, okay, cool, we're done here. After three and a half days of dibler- deliberation, whoa, that word's hard. Deliberation. Deliberation. The jury's hung. They couldn't decide. What? <laughs> Can you believe, dude? They're like, oh, but he seems so nice. Why look at his suit? Oh, <laughs> yeah, like his white skin. I can skin. always trust my chiropractor. Oh, yeah, like, I love this rich man. Yeah, oh. yeah. He seems sleazy, but just troubled. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he was put in, back in jail for another month, and a second trial begins in Sioux City, Iowa. So this occurred in Davenport. Sioux City from Davenport is five and a half hours. So it's like across the state. Like it's like the furthest thing from Davenport in Iowa. Because so they had to keep it within the state. November 20th, Jim Clint is then convicted of second-degree murder after a jury deliberates for 15 hours. What is second degree? Second degree is not premeditated because of the arguments. We'll get into the arguments in a second. Oh, my fuck. Yeah. So the the arguments is what the jury was swung by. Only after 15 hours, too. Like, the first one took three and a half days, and they still couldn't figure it out. And then this one was, like, 15 hours, like, done deal. Send him, send him to jail. So, yes, yeah, so they the, knew that, like, he murdered her, but yeah, they, they weren't sure. Were, yeah. Yeah. 
on four days later on november 24th joyce clint is officially laid to rest 19 months and two murder trials after her disappearance her obituary notice reads mrs clint was declared dead tuesday tuesday was the day of jim clint's conviction December 21st, Clinton is sentenced to a 50 years in prison. Prosecutor Bill Davis estimates he'll only serve 12 to 13 years. You're joking. So he murdered somebody. And the max sentence in 1984 was only 50 years for second degree murder. Can we talk about, like, nonviolent drug charges and how, like, people are in jail for longer? Literally. And he fucking cut up his wife yeah and threw her in the river and said that he didn't do it and also was having an affair yeah and wait it's like it's worse as the story goes on oh my god keep going like he's like disgusting 1985 just the turn of the year once he's in jail and sentenced to 50 years in prison january clint loses his chiropractor's license like picture him in jail trying to like (laughs) can i crack it back for 20 (laughs) and like I'll trade you a bag of ramen for a good neck snap. Like, Oh my god. Anyway, halfway through the year, in July, an estate sale begins on their house. Um, it brings in hundreds of buyers for items from the Clint's home, including a slate pool table. Keep that one in mind. A slate pool table. An antique wood airplane propeller. A painting of their home. An artificial Christmas tree. Clothes and the bed where Clint told the police he found his wife holding a gun to her head on the last morning she was heard from. So in July, he is telling the police that she was holding a gun to her head the morning that she disappeared. What? Yeah. And something else that sold, which is like, in my opinion, kind of gross, was a can of chainsaw oil priced at 25 cents that day that went quickly. It was like one of the very first things sold because he chopped up his wife with a chainsaw. So everybody was like, that's the gas that like killed his wife and like sold it for 25 cents. You're joking me. It's like, that's a murder billia. That's so gag noise. Um, Makes sense. Luckily enough, Joyce Clint's parents uh, were the very first people to buy an item from the house, and they bought their daughter's pottery bear collection. So they only bought one thing that day, and it was these cute little pottery bears that Joyce was collecting. Which is just so sad. Why didn't they get it for free? Wasn't she their daughter? I think that uh, they were like, like they had to pay for burial and everything else so it was just like they were trying to make some money back from the estate sell itself they were selling everything like nobody was going to live there anymore bart obviously wasn't going to live in the house by himself you know yeah how old was bart he was young i don't know how old he was but he was like bart is where's bart now like where is bart now like he's probably sad i could not find anything about him well it's probably because he's a kid you know like that's yeah well like even like late life because he gets out of jim gets out of prison Let's go. In September of 1985, the bank holding the mortgage buys back Jim and Joyce Clint's home. So they were they were going to sell it, and they bought it back. So it retained with them for a while. Flash forward some years. So James Clint's in prison, yeah. Has been since 1985. We're now in 1992. In July, the Iowa Parole Board refuses to grant a hearing for Clint after discovering that Clint confessed to the crime from his own prison cell in Rockwell City, Iowa. He tells the Fort Dodds messenger he killed her in self-defense. I turned the corner into the bedroom and said hi to Joyce as I did. She brought the gun up and pointed it to my head. I ran out of the bathroom and the pool room was right outside. I picked up a pool ball and threw it back towards her. I was an athlete. I could throw fairly hard. I wasn't trying to hit her. Just buy a little time. I kept waiting for a concussion when she shot, but it never came. 
He then said he took her to the flooded river and tied her body to a tree. He then returned later and cut her up with a chainsaw. At one point, he said, I can tell you this. When I finally walked out that door, I'll be pure. Pure as you'd ever want. Let's just pause. So he, like, confessed that he threw a pool ball at her head. He claims because she was holding a gun. He threw a pool ball at at her head, which then left her unconscious. And he's like, she never woke up. So she could have just been, like, knocked out. Like, we don't know if she was dead. He then ties her to a flooding tree at the bottom of Mississippi, because Mississippi floods 24-7. Like, Iowa, the last year, people were kayaking down, like, our main downtown streets. Damn, that's kind of cool. Like, it, like, floods. It's not, I mean, it, like, sucks for the businesses and is hard on economic structures. (laughs) But, so he went down and tied her body to a tree, left, brings back a chainsaw to chop her up. She's, like, tied to a tree in the flooding Mississippi. He's disgusting, and he just confessed to it. Yeah. Whew. Something, though, that, like, is a little bit of a bright side is that while in prison, Clint tutored people who didn't know how to read at the North Central Correctional Facility in Rockwell City, Iowa, and he also had worked with a program that trained guide dogs for the blind. I literally don't care. That is propaganda to help him get out of jail. Right? Like, well, he like, knew that he knew that they'd be like, though, well, he, like, tutored when people. When he gets out, he's like not the worst guy he literally murdered his wife yeah, yeah. he murdered he his wife and cut her up cut her up yeah i think that he's just trying to do this stuff because i think that he's probably religious you know like, i think that like i i never found anything but like, it's 1980s religions end, girl like everybody's a oh. christian and so i guarantee he's like i need to get on god's good side because i fucking chopped up my wife so he's like, let me train dogs for the blind and teach people how to read. Which are like good active things. Go you. No, I don't think I think it was like you. literally propaganda to get him out of jail and like to appeal to God. Like I think you're totally right. Well, like they, he was like, they, forgive uh, me for killing said they my wife. Put him on parole though. The Iowa Iowa parole board said, We will never put you on parole. Turns out he gets out for good behavior though so you're fucking kidding (laughs) anyway 2004 on march 13th jim clint was released from prison at the conclusion of his sentence five days shy of the 21st anniversary of joyce clint's disappearance throughout the originally sentenced 50 years in prison the sentence was automatically cut in half and clint was given time for good behavior under the laws in effect at the time he only served 20 years of the sentence if sentenced for today and crime he would serve 42 and a half years mandatory 42 and a half that's when the good behavior gets out is at 42 and a half so like he cut up his wife and spent 20 years in prison so the prison system ain't it kid yeah it ain't it is yeah Hmm. in the quad cities uh there are two permanent memorials dedicated to joyce clint one's a kneeler at the chapel at zion lutheran church in davenport and then the other one's at her gravesite in davenport memorial park on October 2nd, 2004, Jim Clint was charged with two counts of drug possession and a charge of possession of drug paraphernalia after he was stopped at 3 a.m. on West 4th Street and Western Avenue for a traffic violation. He was sentenced to one year probation for the drug possession and a female and his passenger uh, was also charged. What drug? Um, it was crack. I, oh. He, he gets into, he gets into smoking crack for a while. He has a, he, after he gets out of prison, he has a series of arrests for drugs. On August 13th, Clint pled to 
guilty to a misdemeanor interfering with officers and paid a $50 fine. So he, it's a misdemeanor when he interfered with officers, only paid $50 after he literally chopped up his wife. Like let's, let's, let's remind that's his history. And then he was violent. When the police were called to his residency regarding a domestic dispute with his girlfriend, he disobeyed an officer's order against re-entering the house. He also tried to twist away from the officers when he was handcuffed. So like, He's beating his so current girlfriend. So he was literally, oh my god, he was not a better person when he got out of jail. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> He's terrible. Well, this is 2004. So 2006, November, Clint opens a tiny taco business at 4th and Howe Street in Davenport called Eats and Sweet. Did you ever go? No, I didn't. I wish you'd gone so bad. Is it I still open? I didn't check to see if it's still open. We should check to see if it's still open later. Yeah. I'll, I'll google it keep talking um yeah working eight out of 20 years he spent in prison as a cook taught him a new skill that he was like excited to use to try to rebuild his life he was like let me try to do something good for the world after he just beat his girlfriend he's like let me Literally, just try to do i'll open a tiny tacos tacos will change the world. Yeah. <laughs> beating my girlfriend's okay but tacos yeah. make it better this this is when uh he kind of got a random 15 minutes on December 4th, the Tonight Show host, Jay Leno, picked up the story and ran in the Quad City Times about Clint's taco stand. Did you find it? It seems to be a chain. Oh, so maybe he franchised. Yeah, but there's none, like, that are close to us. It's an American... Oh, no, 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 but they have tacos and things, it seems. It seems more American. Anyways, doesn't matter. Okay, so no, um, it's not open. Ooh. Oh, actually, probably good. Fuck him. Anyway, so Literally. Jay Leno... Did you hear that? Jay Leno, Tonight Show, picks it up. Yeah, about oh, Clint's taco stand. James Clint, who spent more than a year in the Quad City spotlight for murdering and dismembering his wife, has opened a tiny eatery in Davenport called Eats and Sweets. Leno put the emphasis on Eats and Sweets. Clint, who said he went to bed early, said he didn't see Leno as he read. So he literally was like national news and he was like, I didn't watch. I'm like, dude, you did. You're sad. You got caught killing your wife, and now the nation hates you. I can't believe he was out of jail to see it. Like Out of jail to see it. I can't believe he was able to open a taco stand. Yeah. You're joking. Eat some sweets, baby. 2007, early July, James Clint is asked by a volunteer with the Muscular Dystrophy Association to participate in the organization's lock-up fundraiser scheduled for August 23rd at the then-named John O'Donnell Stadium in Davenport. So it's like, he has... He gets asked, unknowing of his past, to do an event called a lockup, which is where they lock you in jail and they make you call for bail money. And so he, they're called jail and bails. So he had to raise $2,000. Like, so he had to like sit down in a jail in front of everybody that's made in this like baseball park and call people until he raises $2,000. Weird thing. Weird People thing. do that? Yeah. Prison industrial complex. Make prisons okay for people who don't have to experience them. Weird. Uh, weird, um, weird, weird. Yeah, so he agreed to be put in the cell, uh, but then the MDA found out about his past and the invitation to help at the fundraiser was rescinded. At the time, Clint said he will still donate to the organization. I think it's sad for the kids. He said. Clint also donated to organizations that specialized in aiding the handicap and hosted special Olympic events. He said, I figured if you can make something good out of something that wasn't so good, that's good. Also saying, I told them they should use my notoriety to get a few bucks for the kids. My notoriety. 
He said, I'm famous. Yeah, I killed my wife. once and didn't watch it and said, I killed a girl in the QC. Now, now people will pay you money because you know me. I hate him. Like, though. literally the scum of the earth. 2008, April 1st, Clint pleads guilty to another possession of drug paraphernalia, specifically a crack pipe, according to the documents filed in Scott County District Court. Clint was detained for... For safety reasons. During a pat-down of Clint, one of the deputies found a thin, round object in Clint's back right pocket of his pants. The report states, the object was a crack pipe with burnt residue. He gets pulled over for, like, his blinker not being out. The cops, like you've killed somebody is like let me check you dude and finds a crack pipe so he's in jail again again like what again for smoking crack for, uh he had to pay 65 dollars to get out it was only 65 that's it it was only 65 dollars to get oh, out Oh, that's fucked up yeah so then 2010 august oh god i didn't write the date down i don't know what what thursday date. It's, thir- it's a Thursday in August, and um, <laughs> James Clint fell and hurt himself on a piece of furniture. So he's, like, older now, and he fell and hurt himself on a piece of furniture. Clint, since leaving prison, had been taking care of his elderly parents. His father was quoted saying, He had to rupture something when he fell. I think he ruptured his spleen. Then that upcoming Saturday at 62 years old, James Clint was pronounced dead at the Genesis Medical Center in West Central Park. He was brought in by an ambulance already in code blue, which is unresponsive and not breathing. And that's, like, all there is. Like, you can't find where he's buried. You can't find, like, you can't find I hate any him. info Can I just her. say that I like, hate him? Can yeah. I just, like, I hope his taco stand did terribly. And I hope that his wife's ghost, like, yeah. like tripped him down the stairs. Like, Joyce really was, like, I know what's going to happen. And, like, recorded a conversation. And then it happened. <sighs> Can you imagine knowing? Literally, the police took so long for everything they did. And it's also like, I can't imagine someone I love murdering me. Like, imagine that fear. Yeah. Like, that is so scary. This person that she literally had a child and a life with. Yeah, and then one day, or maybe he was always like that, I don't know. Have you heard that stand-up comedian? I don't know who it is, but his joke is like, I don't know who's ready to hear this, but your grandpa hit your grandma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so sad yeah and that's the energy i get from this story yeah very much so like 1980 my grandpa probably grew up around this time he probably could have been like my grandpa might have gone to him you know like oh my god you owe also a picture being one of his clients yeah and being like i would love the, the, the drama. salons yeah the drama picture the whole area being like did you hear about jim yeah <laughs> did you hear what jim did to joyce did he live in the same town when he got out of jail? He did, right? Yeah, yeah. He, so, stayed, he stayed in Davenport. So then they knew him afterwards, too, and go to his taco stand. And I bet there was sort of the notoriety of him owning that taco stand. Yeah, like, like Jay Leno should not have covered it. Just because the taco stand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder how the influx of his business did after the Jay Leno thing. And he was like, I wasn't watching. <laughs> yeah, here's him, my notoriety for yeah. the kids. I'm like, fuck you. And I don't care that he helped people read. Like, I don't care. Me either. Yeah, they really try to, like, cover it up with that. They're like... It's like, he chopped (laughs) his wife into tiny bits. And also, (laughs) he he played with puppies. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Cue charming wink. Yeah. It's like, here's Jeff Bezos with an orphan. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Literally. 
Um, yeah, that's story one. That's uh, James Clint from Davenport, Iowa. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. No, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, um, if anybody's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How um, long has it been? Yeah, it's been 47 minutes. Normally, we want to keep them around 30. We just had to, like, catch you up today. This is also, like, I had way more info on the story than I thought I was going to. Like, I didn't know I would find this much. No, it's But it totally all was, like, fine. good because it all just makes Listen, it look so Listen, guys, bad. if anyone's still listening, we're, we're starting off for fun. Like, this is for fun. Yeah. More than anything. Shits and gigs, You girl. know, like, have a good time. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. Anyway, anyway everybody, yeah, we're going to try a whole bunch of different formats of how we do these, um... We might try in, in between uh, the story. We might uh, during the story. We might at the beginning of the podcast before we even start recording. Yeah, so it's going to be a wild ride. Each episode is going to be wildly different probably, but we're going to try to keep um, some things familiar, which is... Okay. We are, at the end of every episode, we're going to do a three-sentence summary. Um, this is a thing that I love to do because it makes people be so concise and also kind of funny. Yeah, it's um, like so the too have, long, don't read. Yeah, 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 too long, don't read. Um, You have three sentences to tell me what the story was about. Oh. And go. A rich chiropractor in Davenport, Iowa, 1980s. Mm. Went to jail for obvious reasons, period. Mm. Chopped up his wife confessed to chopping up his wife had a girlfriend who celebrated the chopping of his wife period period one more sentence owns a taco stand (laughs) (laughs) okay um thank you thank you everybody thank you for watching listening to our first episode (laughs) um we'll get better i promise Uh, yeah or we won't and that's okay yeah and it's okay you don't have to hey but if there's one thing you learn from this, know that Amazon is going to live on the moon soon. And I hope that you Google that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>